Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. I feel like I haven't seen you in the longest time. Well, um, it's been what, like twelve hours? Probably less than. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. So Louise and I just spent the last three days together. Yeah. Uh, we went on a lovely little girls' trip to. The Sunshine Coast. Yeah, Sunshine Beach. And stayed in a house with seven females. I'm so surprised we didn't, one, kill each other, <laughs> two, like, something go disastrously wrong. I think because we were all work colleagues and we were used to spending, like, so long together. True. In the past. Yeah. And, because you, like, you see your work colleagues more than you see your family. Yeah, 100%. So you just get used to being around them, like, so often and I think you know how you have those friendships like best friends you can easily spend all day together and also sit in silence and it's not awkward yeah it's kind of like that like we're used to not having to talk all the time yeah which is good it makes it a lot easier and I feel like we've also seen each other in like different scenarios totally see like your friends in yeah so it works well it was lovely I had such a great time so good the Airbnb was so cute so cute we, Meg, myself, and our friend Abby got there first. And we, like, raced into the house. We're, like, shotgunning the best room. Of like, course. sussing it out. Would you expect anything else? <laughs> no. What was uh, the first thing you said? You walked into, like, the king room and you're like, king bed, shotgun. Yeah, was- pretty much. I was like, I am the boss, <laughs> so I need the king room. <laughs> Abby and I were like, okay, yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, Whatever you say. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. It was so much fun. It was just like great mix of chill and then we had stuff organized to do as well. Mm-hmm. We did a big cook up of dinner. Oh my god. We made the like iconic vodka pasta. Yes, the Gigi Hadid. God, it was good. Jessica Newen vodka pasta. Fuck, that was probably one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. What? I was pretty drunk. Wow. <laughs> it tasted really good. I'll take the compliment because I am not a chef, but I really turned it out for the weekend. I'm so impressed. I think, like, in the span since I left you, I've told, like, four people about Really? It. Yeah, I was so... You have no idea how impressed I wow, was. Wow, it was just a Bon Appetit recipe. Have you heard of Bon Appetit? No, never. They have really good YouTube videos, actually. Just, like, the same. What? What? <laughs> what? As in, are you asking me if that's the name? Yeah. Yeah, like Bon Appetit, like French, which is French. I like And that. means like, enjoy, I'm guessing. Sure. Enjoy your meal. Sure. Hope it tastes good. I don't actually know. <laughs> um, yeah, pro tip if you're going on a long weekend away with some friends. And this is like totally an idea I stole from my friend Tasha. So shout out Tasha. <laughs> Do a pre-order, like click and collect mm. or direct to boot. For the closest Woolworths or Coles to wherever you're staying. It just makes the whole thing so easy. It was literally the best decision we made all weekend, I reckon. And then we had food for the whole weekend. We had two breakfasts. The dinner was left over lunch. Yeah. We made two different cheese boards. We had so many snacks. Like, everything. Mixes. Like, literally, you name it. Yeah. And it was, like, what... I think it was, like, $25 each for food for the whole weekend. It was so good. And I think, like, everyone took food home as well. Yeah. I brought home so much random stuff, which I did not need, but that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. It was so handy. And then, like, I looked up on the Wednesday night before we left what recipe I wanted to make for Friday night and then just went like added all the items I needed like from looking at the recipe to oh, the yeah. cart like 
it was all just very easy so strategic so organized yeah and it just made it so much easier because that's what adds up when you go on a weekend away is like all the food and eating out and stuff and like obviously we had our saturday night out dinner pretty expensive dinner yeah but like that was the only thing we spent money on then literally and coffees Mm, that was coffee it was just so good i just loved like the waking up going to the beach yeah swim going back quick and brekkie yeah i'm so interested what was your favorite part of the weekend uh (laughs) probably friday night Mm. when we were absolutely lit and we thought we were being so funny scaring our prank wars yeah and they sucked (laughs) i say prank wars it wasn't we got pranked and then we tried to prank back and it was a total fail it was like literally wait we got pranked who pranked us are you serious? That's how it started. What happened? Oh, yay! Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so me, Lou, and our friend Britt were in the bathroom just <laughs> chatting shit. And all of a sudden, there was like a noise behind me in the shower. And I turned around and there was a stone on the floor. And I was like, the fuck? That's so weird. And then all of a sudden, another stone comes <laughs> through the window to the bathroom. And I screamed so loud and ran away. And then Brittany screamed and ran away. And then Louise is just like, where's my glasses? Where's my glasses? I can't see anything. And she's running around like a genuine blind person trying to see what's going on. All you kept saying was just like, I need my glasses. I need my glasses. It was so creepy. So these stones kept coming through the window. <laughs> and at first I kind of thought like maybe it was the neighbors like trying to get our attention so we would shut up. Yeah, true. But then I was like, hello, like is someone there? And the stones kept coming, which was the creepiest thing. Like when you're trying to talk to the person. I can't even explain it though. It was like one and it was like a little like ricocheting on tiles and mm. then like. 15 seconds later like another like it was eerie it was so creepy and then one of the other girls abby was like oh no no like it's lucy i just saw her outside she's right there (laughs) but then pointed to the other side of the house and so then we said to abby like no no it's coming from this window so then you could see the look on abby's face was suddenly like oh fuck maybe it's not lucy anyway it was lucy (laughs) little bitch was standing outside our window throwing (laughs) stones in through it um scared i had genuine trauma because i've been in a house when it got broken into so i was having like flashbacks to that night it was honestly terrifying anyway so then we spent like what two hours trying to come up with a way to get back at her and the only thing we could think of is there was like these giant skylights in the house so we just kept circling back the idea of when everyone was asleep louise every five minutes louise would be like let's use the skylight I just think how traumatic, because she was sleeping out on the couch and the skylight was, like, directly above her. So how traumatic if she woke up and we were, like, peering down through the skylight, like, staring at her. I think it would have been funnier if we went with my idea of her waking up and you were just, like, naked starfishing on the skylight, but that's okay. Again, the trauma. The trauma. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so the the Friday night prank was was pretty fun, but now we're going to have to plan our our comeback to get Lou yeah. next time. Like, I literally want to, like, hire people. Like, I want to <laughs> go, like, all out. Like, you were really stuck on the idea of shaving cream or something as well. Yeah. Do you remember that? Not really. You were, like, <laughs> you were like, shaving cream needs to be involved. Yeah, like, just something. I'm even thinking, like, as classic as, like, the cling wrap on the toilet. Yeah, thing. or the hand in the hot water. Yeah. Like, parent trap vibes. Just dumb We were just shit. going through all the parent trap ideas. <laughs> Okay, so 
obviously we were away for a few days, but I'm assuming you consumed some content last week. I absolutely did, but truth be told, my recommendation isn't from last week. Oof. But it's a goodie still, I promise. I'll let it pass. I'll let it pass. <laughs> so it's a book by um, Christian White. And it's called The Wife and the Widow. So it was like one of those books that I think kind of exploded around COVID time when everyone was just consuming heaps and heaps of really good novels. Mm-hmm. Um, but long story short, this guy is missing and the wife goes looking for him at like his old family vacationing spot and she meets this woman and then it goes on kind of like the story of what was going on in his life and why he was missing. It was kind of like he was le- leading like a bit of a double life and he was mm. been lying to her for, you know, God knows however long. But in, like, I, oh, it's probably, like, the last chapter, there is this twist in this book that, like, I wasn't even really enjoying it all that much throughout. It was kind of, like, a thriller. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I know where this is going. This last chapter spins the whole book around. Ooh. It's, like, one of those ones where it, like, flips the parallel of the story and you're like, wait, what? And then it, like, kind of changes, like, the whole narrative of the Love book. Love that so good like as soon as like that clicked you were like holy fuck that's such a good book Mm -hmm. so it went from a very average read to I would just encourage you to get to the end because I was gonna say what a risky move like hoping that everyone gets that far yeah true (laughs) because it literally is in like the last couple of pages oh so I'm not gonna give any spoilers away I'll lend you the hard copy yes and you'll have to read it and then tell me what you think I love that because I feel like so often and one of my recommendations is kind of on this note as well so often stuff just like doesn't surprise me anymore and like they're very predictable and so when something actually is like unpredictable and takes a turn that I didn't see coming it's like oh yay like you got me you know what I mean exactly like you cheeky boy (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I've ever thought that but (laughs) sure oh gosh okay cool yeah so So what was it called again um the wife and the widow okay so yeah don't let the title lead you astray. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what have you got for me? I feel like you always have really good records. Um, you always set this pressure. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, well, yes, I, ha- I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's true. Um, I have a couple of like classics. Obviously, um, I've been staying up to date with Love Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying this season for a few reasons. First of all, I remember last week I was speaking about um, Taku and his really sweet moment with being voted most popular. Yeah, And I genuinely think this season is, like, the most kind of, like, heartfelt, like, depth one I've seen. Really? Like, last week, one of the guys, I guess, got, like, stolen by another girl. And he was so upset at the idea of, like, hurting the girl that he was already with. And then the girl that stole him was, like, crying as well because she felt so bad for, like, picking this girl's man and, like, breaking up a couple. Which Ah. sounds ridiculous and, like, yes, she made that choice and she didn't need to do that. But I actually think it was quite sweet that they really were thinking about other people's feelings and, like, clearly, like, he was, like, distraught at the idea of, like, hurting this other girl. And because it was all out of his control, he was, like, really emotional about it. And a lot of people were, like, criticising them, being like, they've only known each other for, like, two weeks. Like, how can you be up this up so upset? But I think, like, touching on when I was talking about Bachelor the other week, first of all, these shows are curated to 
Cause drama. Cause drama and pull as much emotion out of the people as possible. Yeah. You are so isolated and locked into this scenario that your entire world is literally the show that you're on. Yeah, So right. every conversation you have is about your feelings and being in this house. Like, you're not watching TV, you're not reading the news, mm-hmm. you're not doing anything else. So, of course, I can see, like, why time would feel slower. Slower, but also, like, you've been there longer than you have. Like, a lot of people say that, like, a day in Love Island is, like, a week in the real world because so much happens. You're with those people all day. Yeah. Whereas in a normal dating scenario, you would see each other, like, once a week for a few hours. So, naturally, things progress a lot quicker. That makes sense. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm really enjoying that, I guess... They seem to have emotions, which is nice. <laughs> Can I really quickly play devil's advocate? Yes. Do you think a little bit of it is fear of, like, public opinion? Like, no one wants to be... Because remember all those series, like, people got backlash on, like, The Bachelor yes. and, you know, all these people have painted, these guys in particular were painted as, like, villains for yeah. how they treated the women. Maybe it's that. Possibly. I mean, the guy that's been crying is an AFL player. Oh. So he would probably have some history with the media, media and like training. being in public attention. Um, so that's not overly surprising. And look, totally they could be faking it. But even if they are, I just kind of like that it seems a lot less shallow than it has in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on, I guess, a similar note, and I say this with a disclaimer, that I absolutely judge no one and you can do whatever you want with your body. But the cast this year are just quite average looking in the sense that so many of them are and again I'm not saying this is better or worse than anything else but just natural Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of you know you look at the UK season of Love Island and nine out of ten women have breast implants they have lip injections they have all that stuff and I don't as someone who doesn't have anything like that Mm -hmm. I find it really hard to relate or like put myself in their shoes yeah Whereas this cast this year, like, one of the girls is clearly struggling with, like, acne. And you can see it on TV that she's got a lot of stuff going on under her makeup. And a lot of the girls don't wear a lot of the makeup all the time. And they're just much more... It's just much more chill and just seems much more normal and, like, far less, I guess, produced and edited and and beautified and curated. Mm. And I'm really enjoying that because it's, like, they're just real people and... It is much more believable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I've spoken about this in the past, is, like, I do think Australian seasons of reality TV shows are generally a bit more down-to-earth just because that's who we are mm-hmm. in our nature, you know? Like sorry, we, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't think we have that level of curation and, like, we have, you know, tall poppy syndrome, people are afraid to, like, be too standout and all this stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm quite enjoying it and I just think it's actually like quite different to a lot of the other seasons I've seen and I I appreciate that. I love it. Anyway, so that's Love Island. Still enjoying that. (laughs) Um, And then I watched the first premiere episode of The Bachelorette with Brooke Blurton Mm -hmm. and I won't speak too much on it because obviously it's kind of like everyone's talking about it, a bit of overkill, but I... um, just want to say that she really is amazing. Like, I think it's so cool to see such a diverse group of people played out on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just everyone you could think of. And it's really great. And it's, like, just such a 180 from the Bachelor uh, Bachelor five years ago where 
in Australia, they don't even have fantasy rooms, which is something they have in the States, which is basically when they end up sleeping together, which is, like, quite close to the end. Right. And Australia, they kind of made a point of not having those because they didn't want to overly sexualize the experience or something like that. Oh. Whereas, like, in Brooke's first episode, she's kind of, like, she ends up hooking up with one of the other girls and... Just kind of, like, references it being, like, sexy and just, like, yeah. you know, like, these are normal conversations and normal relationships and I don't think we should be, like, sticking to old traditions of being quite, like, not prudish, but, like, it's just not realistic. Yeah, yeah. Like, things so, transpire in real life of course. at different levels. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Really enjoying that so far. Also intrigued to see how that goes. Um, My second thing that we have just started last night is, again, again another top recommendation of Netflix, which is You Season 3. Ooh, I have so much to talk about with this with you. Have you watched it? I've watched one and two, but okay. not three. Okay, we've just started yesterday. We watched three episodes. Mm-hmm. It is such a great show. Like, I just think it's so brilliantly done. And Dan Humphrey <laughs> <laughs> is so good at playing a creepy, crazy dude. He's, like, ruined in every other movie moving forward. Of course. He, like, has nailed this so well. But also watching this and then watching Gossip Girl back, it's like, no shit he was Gossip Girl. Sorry, spoiler, if you don't know that by now. <laughs> like, he is just so good at, like, seeming really normal and then just, like, flipping a switch. Yeah. And he has, like, the craziest eyes ever. Oh my god. Do you know You is based off a book, right? Oh, really? Yeah. So I remember watching season one and I was like to Jackson, oh my god, this has to have like aired somewhere else. I know this whole storyline. Oh, really? And then I was like, what the hell is it? And I Googled it and I was like, oh my god, I read the book. And I read the book like five years ago and like little bits of like the narrative. Is were, the like, book called true. You? Yeah, it's called You. Oh. I think there's only one. I've only read one. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so weird. Okay, well, we'll have to check back in once I've finished season three and you've finished season three yes. as well. But so far, so good. Again, a show that genuinely does well at surprising me mm-hmm. and takes, like, twists and turns. And, like, within the first, like, within the first episode, there's, like, so much shit that's already happened. Oh my god, I'm so excited. It's really cool. And to be honest, I feel like halfway through two, it, like, lost me a little bit. And yeah. then I forced myself to keep watching it. And now I'm back on the bandwagon. That's the thing. I was trying to remember season two and I, like, hardly remember what happened. It was weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and they play moments from the season before, yes, kind yeah. of at the beginning of the new season. I, like, didn't even remember half of what had happened. Uh. Um, so, obviously not that memorable, but really enjoying this <laughs> season so far. So, that's good. He's married in this one, right? Yes. yes. To love. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and All they right. have a kid. God, I'm so excited. Yeah, because he went to, like, almost kill her at the end of last season, and then she was like, I'm pregnant. So he didn't kill her. Oh, I mustn't have finished it. I oh, don't really? I that happened. Unless the same thing happened, and it's just not memorable. I don't know. Sorry wow. if anyone hasn't watched it. Big spoiler. Well, catch up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's you. And then my last recommendation um, is pretty outdated, to be honest. <laughs> but um, it's a film called Promising Young Woman Mm -hmm. Um, and it was came in cinemas I want to say like a year ago Uh, yeah it was definitely around that time yeah but I and I had full intention of going to see it and just it slipped through the cracks I never ended up going and then I noticed the other week that it's on Amazon Prime now 
Okay, so Promising Young Woman stars Carrie Mulligan, who played Daisy Buchanan in The Great Gatsby. Yes. And it basically follows this woman who clearly has some kind of trauma in her past and basically goes on nights out and pretends to be crazy drunk. Mm -hmm. And then when men behave inappropriately towards her and, like, take her home and kind of begin to show signs of abuse, even Mm -hmm. though she's making it very clear she is not coherent enough to be doing anything, Mm -hmm. she kind of snaps out of this fake drunkenness and basically scares the shit out of them to stop them from doing things like that. And I remember seeing the trailer last year thinking it was going to be, like, a comedy but it is the oh, most yeah. full-on movie I've possibly ever seen. It takes some, like, twists and turns that oh, you my God. do not see coming. No, I was glued <laughs> to the television the entire time and, like, genuinely couldn't look away because things just, like, kept happening. And, yeah, I just thought it was brilliant. And although very fucked up, yeah, a really interesting way to explore a really problematic storyline and obviously not the way that anyone would recommend dealing with something like no, that. No, absolutely not. I really liked how they explored the concept of their sexual assault and how often women or victims aren't actually taken seriously or believed mm-hmm. and that's why so many people don't come forward. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing this video one time on Instagram or TikTok or something that was some kind of advocate for um, sexual assault and women's um, issues. She did a presentation at a university and she said to an audience of women, you know, please stand up if you or someone you know has experienced sexual assault. And, like, 99% of the room stood up. And then she said, okay, now sit down if you or the person you know reported it. And about two people in the room sat down. So it's just crazy. And, like, this film kind of does explore that concept of, like, even when you do report it, no one believes you anyway. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. And I think another thread that they played into it, and I don't think this spoils anything, but the idea of, like, having to experience something yourself to understand it, I find it so hard to understand people who don't understand things if they haven't had an experience themselves, like to give an example, ScoMo, when he um, did that press conference around Brittany Higgins, who was assaulted in oh. parliament and he referenced that he had spoken to his wife and daughters and now he understood. Yeah. Like that's disgusting. They're human beings. You shouldn't have to know someone like them to get it. To understand it. Yeah. And it's, it kind of plays back to the race conversation in the sense that like we shouldn't expect for example, the black community to explain to us why things are racist, Mm -hmm. you know, like we should know that or do our own research. And in the same sense, like you shouldn't have to have a woman explain to you why being sexually assaulted is problematic. Like you should know that. Yeah. Just common human decency, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I, I found it really, I found it touched on quite a lot of different, like, I guess, areas of the topic and, um, I think it did a really good job of, like, not being, like, a scare tactic film, but it was a shock. Like, it had shock factor. I was going to say the shock factor is yeah. real. Especially yeah. the ending. Like, it's not, again, it's not, from a content point of view, it's a movie where you would recommend it based on the turns and the twists and yes. the events that, you know, happen towards the end. Oh, yeah. Like, there was new things happening every second. Oh. Like, it was just crazy. And so many great, like, total side note, but such a great cast. 
Yeah, it was um, a great cast. Is it Bo Burnham, the guy who played the love interest? I don't know who Bo Burnham is. Oh, he's, like, this huge <laughs> comedian that's very well known now. Oh. Um, and he has, like, heaps of... He's, I think he started out on YouTube. Is he the, the doctor, right? Yeah, the doctor. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure he started out on YouTube and does all these, like, comedy songs and stuff. And now he's, like, a... They were... He was going to be nominated for a Grammy for his, like musical comedy that he publishes on YouTube. Oh. Like, he's this crazy big, like, comedian now. So that was kind of interesting to see him acting in that kind of role. But yeah, quite a serious role. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, really great film. I would highly recommend it if people haven't seen it. Um, so, yeah, that's Promising Young Woman, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Awesome. Love that recommendation. Love it. <laughs> Well, time for our good news, bad news segment of the week. Mm-hmm. What have we um, got? I'm coming in with the bad news this week. Thank God, because it's always me and I'm <laughs> such a depresso bitch already, so I do not need the negativity. <laughs> um, so my bad news is an ABC article um, that touches on a Tasmanian Catholic school that forced year eight schoolgirls to kneel down and have their skirt, skirt length measured. <sighs> so they believed their dress length was distracting male teachers and students. I can't believe that's realistic and true and it's just gross and disgusting. You know what's so so Meg actually sent me this article to chat about and I was so shocked when I read it because the wildest thing I went to a Catholic school and this was like very common practice for us so bizarre i mean i will say it wasn't because yeah it wasn't in the context of distracting male yeah exactly like that was never ever communicated but quite often when we would have a uniform check the girls would be told to kneel down because we had to have um skirts that went to our knees crazy so and if it wasn't you would literally like the girls obviously used to hem their skirts and stuff like that so you'd either be sent home or you'd be forced to like literally like pull your skirt down to like <laughs> like the bottom of your pelvis to oh get away God. with it so i mean i actually wasn't shocked by this and i think yeah. that's because i was conditioned to be like it's you know appropriate uniform yeah and then when you pointed it out i was like holy that is so twisted and if mm. i was a parent of you know a girl who was going to school and they were making her kneel down yeah like that's just so wild i definitely remember particularly because i went to a catholic girls school and then i moved to a, a public school and i definitely remember at the catholic girls school that skirt length was like a thing and none of the girls had their skirts hemmed because you would get in trouble for it and stuff. Mm. Whereas when I went to the public school, like all these girls had like pretty much mini skirts on, like it's a very different vibe. Yeah. But it was never like, uh, from memory it was never measured. It wasn't like super policed and definitely it was never communicated that it was to avoid disruption to other people. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was more of like a looking, like in my eyes, uniforms are for, you know, what it implies to be uniform and keep Mm. everyone looking the same and to stop people from getting bullied because they don't have the same dress sense. You know, like, it unifies people. It it gives you a level playing field. And so I understand from that sense that if you were able to alter your uniform in any way, that kind of defeats that purpose. Exactly, yeah. But Not from a sexualized No, like this... and, And, like, the fact that this is actually the reason that they communicated is just wild. I just can't believe I mean, even just from a PR point Yeah, like who's like, that stupid? Why would they say it? Like I even don't if know. it was, you know, that sounds so bad, but why would they put it out there? I know. That is the 
Oh, and I just think it's really interesting. But the principals obviously come out and said, I don't, you know, it, what, it, that didn't come from the principal. It come from a different member of the school. But right. he's obviously come out and said, you know, this isn't okay. The um, teachers are super remorseful, blah, 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 blah. Same thing. They got, you know, slandered through the press and now they're, yeah. they're sorry. Yeah, of course. But yeah, that's my bad news for the week. That's crazy. Wild. Interesting. What have you got for us? Lighten the mood. Um, I have a story... Um, this one's from Women's Agenda, and basically there is a new $5,000 payment for women fleeing domestic violence. And this came out last week. Um, basically, yeah, um, women fleeing domestic violence situations will now be eligible for a one-off payment of $5,000 under a new trial that, that's been established by the federal government. That's awesome. Um, and I just think it's great, you know, like, basically you can... Est- um, receive cash up to $1,500 and then like goods and services, um, you know, via payments of bonds, school fees, you know, other support that you might need if you end up in that situation. And, you know, as we were talking about the other week with, um, that show made, you know, lots of women feel trapped in their situation because of situations like financial, Mm. you know, burden, or they're not working because they've just had kids, you know, they don't have the freedom. They feel reliant on their partner. So to know that there is extra support out there for them to get out of a, a violent or a damaging situations, really great to hear mm, for sure and I mean five grand it's not like an amazing life changing no. amount of money but it's definitely a good start like it, that's enough totally. I feel like for a, a sense of security yeah absolutely short term especially if it's in the sense of like getting your kids in school and like yeah. getting things back to normality and you know mm. keeping p- keeping things going and not having a huge disruption to you know your life or their life in a, in a sense for sure for sure but yeah so I thought that was really great and then I also saw another article also also on women's agenda, um, which is millions spent closing the gender pay gap as has been more than worth it. Um, so this is a story about um, a company called Lion, um, and it basically just details the fact that they've spent. Um, they basically did an audit of their own company and discovered mm-hmm. that they had a lot of in um, discrepancies between gendered pay, and so they've actually spent about six million dollars fixing that up. Why? Like back paying? Is that what you mean by fixing it up? Yeah, and like equalising the pay. So obviously giving women pay rises. Epic. Which is so great because you just don't hear enough about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, As well as that, they've also introduced a bunch of other new initiatives, including paid and unpaid leave um, for miscarriage leave, which is just crazy. Whoa. Um, Uncapped domestic violence leave, as well as COVID-19 specific policies, which include vaccination leave um, and programs aiming at the well-being of staff. And I just think, you know, so many businesses... And I don't know whether this is just, like, my thinking, but I feel like, if you think about our parents' generation, right, mm-hmm. they stayed in jobs for 30, 40 years. They had, you know, they would work up towards this um, long service leave. And yeah. there, there was a lot more, I think, value in staying with the company for a long time. And that's kind of, like, not so much the same anymore. And also, I think a lot of us 100%. are in jobs where, like, we're just not going to stay in that job for 40 years. Yeah. And so with that, with that constant, like... I guess, increase in turnover, a lot of companies really don't prioritise staff anymore and prioritise staff well-being. And mm. I think we do demand a bit more now because we do have more opportunities at our doorstep. There is more competition. And I think it's 
so often companies get it wrong when they're trying to focus on well-being. It's like they focus on the wrong thing or ticking exactly. the box. Exactly. Like, we're going to offer Zoom yoga every yeah. Friday at, you know, 5pm. Like, yeah. you know, people have lives. Like, exactly. Like, not actually benefiting them whatsoever. Exactly. Whereas, like, this, fixing the gender pay gap, mm. offering miscarriage leave, offering domestic violence support, like, this is exactly what people would want to actually hear and be supported 100%. by. So, this is really cool. And I think so many companies could take advice from... Um, you know, these guys, it's so amazing that they've really put their money where their mouth is, you know, and actually made change for their employees because I can only imagine what that means to everyone who works there. For sure. That's so progressive. Mm, Absolutely. All right. Shall we finish with our creator finds? Yes, absolutely. Um, Do you want to start? Sure. <laughs> what have you got? Mine actually has a bit of backstory, so okay, I'll get go into for that. It. Um, okay, mine is an influencer by the name of Genevieve Van Der Zeel. Apologies if I have pronounced that wrong. But she is a kind of like a DIY house influencer type person. Mm. And she actually inspired me two weekends ago to do another DIY project after oh I fucked the blinds up. Oh, God. <laughs> but she's so cool. She, like, she gets does a lot of sponsored content with Bunnings, but she also does, like, um, when she finds, like, free furniture and she does it up. Just super cool, super, like, little hacks that you can do at home, like Christmas decorations, that sort of stuff. So I love her. She's really clever. She just did the DIY that I did was this like three like stone tile side table contraption. (laughs) How do we explain it? We'll link it on our Instagram. I love a side table contraption. It's just, it was literally three um, 18 kilo pavers. Oh wow. Like cement glued together. Oh wow. Yeah. And it was so easy. Like I absolutely didn't ruin it, but now it's like in our study and I have strict instructions that it's not going anywhere else because it's 60 kilos. Oh my God. (laughs) Jesus. So yeah, she's really cool. I definitely recommend checking her out. Cool. Who have you got for us? Um, so mine is a YouTuber slash content creator who's based in London. Her name is Noriana. Mm-hmm. And she um, was working full time up until I think like June or July this year. And only started doing like content creation during COVID at the beginning of COVID because she had a lot of free time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been awesome to watch her because I found her pretty early on in COVID when she was quite small and she's just like watching her grow and now be able to like quit her job so that she can do it full time is really cool. And she's um, had conversations in her vlogs about how she's set financial goals for herself to make that decision to stop working full time and do content creation full time. Mm -hmm. And I guess like it's not often that you get to hear the kind of like behind the scenes, like backstory onto how people actually make that jump and that leap to doing content creator full time and like being a freelancer. Um, but yeah, I really love her. She does amazing content. Her partner, True, works for her now and, like, does all the video editing for her and stuff. Oh, cool. Which would be so much fun, just, like, gallivanting around London, like, taking videos and photos and, like, doing all the content together. That would be sick. Yeah, they do really beautiful travel vlogs. Um, Mm. and I'm, like, loving watching travel vlogs right now since we can't go anywhere. Um, so, yeah, they went to, like, Ibiza a couple of times. They just went to Paris. So, I'm really loving... Yeah, getting to see, like, what other parts of the world look like at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Find it really interesting. So, yeah, Noriana on Instagram. Check her out. Love it. And YouTube. 
And YouTube. Thank you. <laughs> but that's it. That's it. I know Louise and I are now going to go away and not speak to each other for as long as we possibly yes. can. <laughs> Overkill. Like, this has been wonderful, but... <laughs> I know. See ya. Oh my gosh. How funny. Anyway. Well, thanks for tuning in again, guys. Bye. Bye.